Live from quarantine, another episode of the crappy, canceled COVID quarantine show! Starring Dylan, Christopher, and Josh Laskowski. Jazzy Jack and Pitch About It are inviting you to join the hosts and their guest, Julio Nandez, on another journey through canceled projects. And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's your hosts. Hello. How are you, Cork? I don't know. How are you? I am, honestly, I'm still digging the new theme song. Mm -hmm. Thanks, Drew Lafferty. Drew Lafferty is the bomb. Mm -hmm. Never going to not like that, man. Never going to give you up, Never gonna is what I said to my friend when he asked for my copy of that Pixar movie. <laughs> I'm leaving. Hey, everybody. <laughs> Welcome back to perhaps the last canceled crappy quarantine show, because we got canceled. Yep. I mean, everyone should have expected that at this point. I mean, it's in the title. Yeah. So We were canceled from the get-go. So, normally, we give you some film that got canceled but instead we have julio nandez in studio today what are your thoughts julio how you doing you know she brings up a good point yeah i'm never ready for those points but those points always like they dig deep down in my soul you know and bring out just the best parts of me it's of the show. haunting i'll be honest like it Every time she speaks, I feel like I'm more understood. Yeah. You know what? Makes a good point. You know, before the show, we were talking about changing things up as usual. Yeah, because um, why be consistent? I mean, that's the one consistency we have. Yes, inconsistently and consistency. Mm-hmm. So what if instead of pitching a canceled films... Film. Or a cancel film, yeah. What if we pitched a fight night? Are we going to call it Pitch About It Fight Night? You know, I that sounds perfect. The crappy canceled COVID quarantine fight night? Throw in a colon somewhere in there and I'm in. The crappy canceled colon COVID quarantine fight night. There we go. Show. All right. Colon. These are the rules Theory. I'm thinking for this. Okay, you got rules. Yes. Well, before we go any further, I should add one thing. So, as we came up with this, I realized another podcast also does this. Oh. It's a podcast I quite enjoy called The Weekly Planet. Shout Ooh. out to a podcast that has way more followers than us. Weekly Planet. I have listened to them a little bit. Mm-hmm, they're funny. They're good guys. But then I realized they also just did their patented superhero showdown. Just a few weeks ago. Patented. So I listened to it, and at the beginning, the host, James, he decides to let us know that, and I quote, Superhero Showdown, nobody steal this idea ever. If you do, we'll come to your house and break all your fingers and dogs. Joke's on him. Joke's on him. We don't have fingers or dogs. (laughs) So come at us. Well, 
I wasn't actually thinking of doing this as a superhero showdown. Well, perfect, because we don't believe in superheroes. I mean, there are no heroes in this world. Mm-mm. Just fingers and dogs. This, this lighthearted, stupid podcast just got really dark. But is that out of the ordinary for us? Not really, no. All right. Well, then in order to protect our dogs, our dog's fingers, let's set this up to where it's just any form of characters. It can be a real person. It can be a fictional person. It can be, coincidentally, an actor playing the role of, of a fictional person, of an enhanced human being. Mm-hmm. What, what's DC call them? Metahumans. Yeah. There we go. Big words. Big, big words you're coming up with this, today. This can be a metahuman brawl to... Extinction. To extinction. There we go. Yeah, there we go. Can that be what we call this so we don't get sued? You know, we're not going to get our fingers broken because we found a good old-fashioned loophole. Dude, you got to love those good old-fashioned uh, loopholes. Actually, the list of people I have... None of them are technically superheroes. So well, I have a few. Now, I thought we'd set up a couple actual rules for these fights. Naturally. Obviously, it's a fight to the death. Of course. That's the only way we can have this. However, if character does not normally kill, they will not shoot to kill immediately. Okay. But they ultimately will change the motivation because mm-hmm. they have to for the sake of this fight. Rule number two, and I had to consult previous guest of the show, James Figueroa, on this. Yes. I believe that both characters should be teleported to a soccer field, standard size soccer field. So we chose Liverpool's soccer field, mm. which I asked him what the standard size was. The standard side, it, size of a field is 110 to 120 yards long and 70 to 80 yards wide. And apparently Liverpool's was one of the wider fields, so it's around 80 yards wide. There we go. This is so important to this, obviously. I. If Liverpool's involved, it's important. They better be pulling the weight. Well, you'll never walk alone with Liverpool. Liverpool versus a regular pool. Is this our first fight? No, but it should be. <laughs> well, we all know who would win that one. A liver fool. I don't know what that means, and I never want to hear that sound again. I do. Let me say it again. No, I'm kidding. Okay. <laughs> so I thought we'd start off on something a little more standard. Okay. Before we get into anything wild, we did go back and consult some of our previous guests for ideas for this show. What and are then, the odds? Because I did that too. And look, if we do this show again, if we ever come back to it, we'll put it out to you guys. But we got canceled, so who's to say? Yeah, the future is blurry. Blurry indeed. So wipe off your blurry faces and let's just get this started. Okay, first up, I have something pretty standard. The two lightning-wielding, quote, metahumans. Okay. Thor versus Shazam. Okay, that's pretty classic. Thor, god of thunder, obviously. Shazam, all those mean some sort of god. I don't remember. I know there's speed of... Hermes. Yeah, power of Zeus. Wisdom of Solomon. Yeah, he's got all but the he's, go- he's got god. all the god stuff. I mean, Solomon was very human. Yeah. And he's also a little boy. <laughs> all right, so 
I assume we're just gonna we're gonna duke it out with our words. Yeah, we're gonna have to figure this out. So they show up in the soccer field, right? Boom. Boom. Teleported in or do they meet independently? I think they're teleported in. Think like battle world or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Is that a thing? I feel like that's a comic book concept somewhere. Uh that was a Spider Man thing. And the T V show with the epic guitars. Uh wait, which one's the one with the oh Oh, oh, the one with the time fighter. Okay, I'm not doing that We're back to this again. (laughs) We're not doing this again. But they had a guy called the Beyonder who was like Unwatu or the Watcher, all the other people. And they made him up specifically for the show, if I'm not mistaken. Just just so they could have them fight. Yeah, he he just teleported a bunch of people and was like, hey, die. I think they did that in Teen Titans, too. I feel like that's a pretty straightforward story. It's a thing that happens. Anyway, so they show up. Bzap. Now, are we thinking Thor, standard Thor with Mjolnir, or does he have Stormbreaker? Is he MCU Thor? I'm sticking with comic. Let's do a Mjolnir. Okay, so standard Thor, and then standard Shazam, little boy turns into super, super boy. Let's do, let's go outside of the box. Let's have traditional Thor to where the hammer transforms him into Thor. Oh, so it's like the umbrella and the hammer. Yeah. I like that. It can be like, that way it's two people transforming. So, how does Thor transform into Thor? He has to tap the hammer down, doesn't he? It's something or like Or something that. like that. I don't remember what the rules are. He puts the hammer down. Because I know with Shazam, if he gets struck by lightning after saying the word Shazam, he'll be transformed back into a child. Indeed. So what's keeping Thor from just yeeting lightning at him and turning him into a child? That is a good point. Is that a thing he can do? I would say yes. I don't know. But then do you think the wisdom of Solomon can convince Thor to tap the umbrella and turn into a regular crippled boy? I feel like, are we going to assume that they want to fight? Because Shazam and Thor both are pretty chill. Yeah, but they have to fight. These are the rules. All right. Then at some point, like they can be friends, but they have to kill each other if they want to leave the foot, the not football field. The, I guess football field because yeah. it's soccer. Football. Football field. Well, then probably. I, I feel like the Thor has the power, but Shazam definitely has the wisdom. But Shazam is also like a 10-year-old boy. So, I mean, I think by accident Shazam will stand, stand on top. I think, I think I'd agree, except in a scenario where Thor can turn Shazam back into a child. Well, if he can th- do that, I think he wins. I thought Shazam has to say Shazam. I don't know. I'm pretty like, sure that's it does. the rule normally, but I feel like maybe... If you combine these two, Thor can just do that. Because here's my thought. Okay. And this could be the, the, the fatality, to use Mortal Kombat terms. <laughs> fatality. Shazam, like, gets knocked in the face with Mjolnir and mm-hmm. is plummeting towards Earth. And he does, like, the Thor episode one where he just places the hammer on his chest and he can't move. And he's gonna, Thor's gonna punch through his head or something. And then he shouts Shazam to where Thor gets struck by that lightning bolt. Oh, so it's like, um, I don't know if you remember this, but there's the opening cutscene of that DC Universe MMO game. Yeah. And in that opening cutscene, he yells Shazam right when Flash goes into the speed force with the combined lightning or mm. power of the Green Lantern ring. It's on Black Adam, not Shazam, but still. Okay. And he yells Shazam, and it's just like a nuclear explosion. Yep. I mean, I feel like if it can transform a 
10-year-old kid or however old he is into a full-blown god. Yeah, I mean, what's stopping it? I mean, if it has the ability to create a god, maybe it has the ability to kill Thor. Either that or Thor becomes, like, twice as powerful. (laughs) Thor's wearing the Shazam costume. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, I can see that. So I think we can definitively say the little boy beat the god. Yeah. And you know what? Whatever we say is final. If you disagree, I don't care. Those you can rules. be wrong. That's that's a right I that's give it. to all you people. You can be wrong. That's right. Okay, after that basic start, Josh, what you got for me? All right. Maybe this is... I feel like this is still pretty basic, but okay. we're already breaking the metahuman cycle. Actually, okay. both of these are pretty metahuman. All right. <clears throat> this has probably been debated before because we're, we're starting out easy. We're not a... We're not original. We don't do that here. No. Ronald J. Swanson. I thought you were going to say Ronald Reagan. Go on. <laughs> versus Dwight K. Schrute. Well, I can mark that one off my list, but yes. <sighs> it's been a while since I've watched Parks and Rec, so I know a little bit more about Dwight's capabilities than Ron Swanson's. That's Ro- the thing, is Ron Swanson doesn't have a lot to go with. But he's more of a manly man. Yes. And probably stronger than Dwight. There, I remember specifically one episode where Ron does a single punch and, like, knocks a guy out. So, but I do know Dwight is a purple belt. Yes. He, do, he does have the martial arts on his side, but it's like, it's like if, um, I'm trying to think, like, someone like Batman versus Superman, no superpowers. Yep. Sometimes the superpower is just better. Maybe. Sometimes the mustache is just better than martial arts training. So I think I think it'd come down to the environment as well. Because if they're in the office, mm-hmm. Dwight has all his equipment there. All those weapons. But he doesn't have that at soccer field. Right. But also, Ron Swanson is more of the outdoorsy forest type man. He'll already be upset just thinking about football, though. The yes. fact that it's British and yeah, not like, the American way. What is Liverpool? What could this mean? I think, okay, then I was automatically leaning towards Swanson, but I think just his divided attention of his frustration of being in a British place Mm -hmm. might make him lose focus and give Dwight some edge. Now, do you think Dwight might attempt to befriend Ron Swanson at the beginning and become assistant to the Ron Swanson? I mean... Because they're eventually going to have to fight, but maybe Dwight's canny enough to be like, hey, buddy... I'll help you out, and I'll help us get out of here, and I'll be your sidekick. And then he stabs him in the back. I feel like... Do you the, think he's canny enough? I think he's got... He He's a slippery fish. He might do it. He's a sleuthy one. But is Swanson going to like him? I feel like Swanson... Swanson wouldn't like him. Yeah. He'd be like, this kid's a suck-up. Yeah. He could smell his fish a mile away. I can see this being shot as a film, though. Like, it just keep cutting between, like, between those interview scenes and then be like, yeah, I smell something with this kid. It's something off. I feel like somewhere along the way. No, I think this is what would initiate the fight. Okay. Is you remember that episode where Dwight gives his acceptance speech and it's a communist dictator? <laughs> yes. Swanson hears about that. Ah, so and what you're telling me is there's also little newspapers that tell you about the backgrounds, or like at least on the the, the display, on the display screens, to give yep. you the stats in the background. Oh yeah, and All then right. it's no longer Swanson versus Schrute; it's libertarianism versus communism. Oh, we don't normally get political here, oh. but I'll allow it. Yep. 
I'm that. I mean, I'm not saying one side or another. I'm just well, saying, I'm saying that's the white might win. <laughs> I'm saying communism's <laughs> the only option. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. So Dwight, what are we saying for that one? I'm I'm Where still sticking with Ron. I I think he'll be divided, and I think Shroot will probably. Wait, does Ron carry a weapon on him? No, both are pretty unarmed. Oh, but I feel like Dwight would have a knife. Dwight would always have a knife. That's what I'm wondering. Does Ron have a knife? Like, in his boot? And, like, I don't know if he'd carry one. But he's Ron. But Ron would conceal carry. Ooh, he'd probably bag him. He's probably got a gun. But can he carry a gun in the government building? I don't think he could. I think... I vaguely remember an episode where I think he had to get rid of the gun and he was upset about it. Ooh. So... Fact check us. So if we're going to assume... Because let's assume these characters are in their prime. Is prime Ron without the gun or with the gun? Probably with the gun. But if we're talking prime truth... He's probably got a knife or two. What about Earth Day when he was the planet destroyer guy? Remember that episode? Yeah. <laughs> uh, what, what was his name? I don't remember. I gotta, I gotta look it up real quick. There's, um... Well, okay, so if we assume Ron has a gun... Yeah. What's keeping Dwight? Because if Dwight starts to try to trick him, do you think Dwight can trick the gun away from him? What's the name? Oh no, <laughs> your face. I think okay. This may you got you got to come up with a good case for this one. Okay. Swanson may have his you know his Glock on him, <coughs> but if we're talking come on, about you have a revolver, you know that's true. His three fifty seven. <laughs> yeah. There you go. But Dwight in his prime, he became Recyclops. That sounds like a Recyclops idea. You know, I I might think Recyclops can pull this off. <laughs> I didn't know it was going to get this weird with these two characters, but I'm kind of... Dwight has a huge shot if he figures out the name of both of Ron's ex-wives. Because if he figures that out, he might have a shot. I think he'd Dwight, have more than a shot. He might win it. And this is I, I think Dwight has more variables in his camp on his side. Swanson's got the raw power. Yeah. So I think I'd have to give it to Shroot. I, I can't believe I'm agreeing with you, but like, I think I Shroot, wanted to go to wanted to go Ron. I yeah. respect Ron, but listeners, you may disagree, but I feel like we've come up with a decent argument. Recyclops is convincing. Like, yeah. I can't help but saying yes to the dress. I hate that show. <laughs> Give us another fight. Okay. Let's um let's move a little bit away from the the standard stuff. Okay. All right. Okay, so pitched given to us by um by Jacob Reem, Audio Jake. Oh. Zoro versus Anigo Montoya. Zorro as in the man oh. with the black mask. Inspiration to the Batman. And Montoya is Princess Bride? Princess Bride. My name is Inigo Montoya. Oh. You killed my father. Prepare to die. Two swordsmen. Excellent duelists. Now, I don't know a lot about either of them. I've never actually seen a Zorro movie. Are you serious? I've always wanted to. Zorro is actually my... I grew up watching Zorro, so... I think one of his movies is on Netflix right now, so I might watch one soon. The Mask of Zorro is pretty good. I think that's the one that's on Netflix. It's got 
It was like the early 2000s. The first thing, who did I watch that with? Valerie. Valerie Palowsk. If you're, if you're watching this with your ears, mm. remember when we were watching The Mask of Zorro and you said, ah, this is the early 2000s when Hollywood was obsessed with aggressive making out. So in Zorro's camp, he, aggressive making out. He is a fantastic lover. But also, Inigo Montoya is very much on mission. That's true. His goal is to find the man who killed his father and make him prepare to die. Now, from my understanding, there is some specific thing about his hand, like he's missing a finger or something. Montoya? On his left hand. No. The guy who killed Montoya's father. Right. And yes. he wears a padded glove. I remember that. Yes. Which means, because I was going to go initially, maybe Inigo Montoya is like, did you kill my father? Who are you? Mm-hmm. But... Mm-hmm. Zoro doesn't have a padded glove, so he's going to figure out that that's not him. It's like Andrew Garfield Spider-Man looking for Uncle Ben's killer, looking for the tattoo. There's and going, no tattoo. Not, not him and letting him go. We just talked about that yesterday. Did you remember the star tattoo? Yeah. Well, uh, you know, gut, gut reaction, again, slightly less popular opinion, but I, I got to go with Zoro. I grew up watching yeah. Zoro. But I like Inigo Montoya because of his stash and his hair. That just convinced me because he's not wearing a mask. He's a man who he's going on this vendetta and knows that he might die, but he's willing to die for it. But as you already mentioned, Zorro was Batman before Batman. That is true. He actually inspired young Bruce. Yep. Because he watched Zorro at the movie theater. Let's just talk practicality. How many Princess Bride movies are there? Two, if you count Deadpool. Two, the Christmas (laughs) one. (laughs) I revoke my statement. Well, you know, we do know that The Princess Bride is a kissing book. Yes. According to The Child. Yes. So while Zorro is... The Child. While the the Zorro is quite the lover, Inigo Montoya's movie has some kissing. You know that. Mm, So, you know, that's sketchy. Dang it. Okay. Okay. It might be a little... um, edgy for some of you younger listeners how many how many children are listening to this podcast two oh god i'm so sorry what have we done those kids are gonna walk out pitching about it up and down the street (laughs) that's not even funny oh boy those kids are gonna be pitching about it all right so montoya can Zoro do any parkour? Yeah, he was he was quite the escapist. Then he wins. <laughs> wow, okay. I don't think a Neo Montoya does parkour. Because I remember... Mm, yeah, I think Montoya might be the better swordsman, but I think Zoro's got the parkour on yeah, his side. Like, um, it's like the, the Green Arrow Legolas argument. Like, Legolas definitely has all the better... Like agility, speed, all that kind of crap. But Green Arrow's more talented yep. in archery, so it kind of balances out. But I guess I'd, I'd give it to Zora because I think Zora would be able to have like the um. He has the fight in him. He'd be able to last that long in the battle. Yep. Where Inigo Montoya is going to give up eventually. Because it's not about killing anyone other than the man that killed his father. Mm-hmm. So I give so it to Zora himself. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Plot twist. I killed his father. (laughs) (laughs) 
I forgot in a drunken stupor you killed your own father. He looks he looks in the mirror. My name is Inigo Montoya. You killed my father. Prepare to die. Jumps off cliff. There's a mirror next to the cliff. I'm pretty sure that's called the ocean, my fault. <laughs> no, that's a mirror in the cliff. Okay, what you got? All What's right. up next? All right, this is... I am genuinely excited for this one. Okay. Bob the Builder <laughs> versus Fortnite default skin. So we're assuming that Fortnite default skin can build. Oh, of course. If Bob the Builder can build. Okay, so... Well, they'd have their standard stuff on them. Yeah. So all Fortnite skin has is a pickaxe and no supplies. Bob the Builder's got his trusty hammer. Yeah, but Bob the Builder doesn't have any of his vehicles that he needs. <laughs> <laughs> so, because as we know, Fortnite skin cannot build without his material. But he's got his pickaxe, so he could harvest. So he could harvest the grass of the soccer field sure. and the stadium. Surely there's some metal from the uh, from the stadium <laughs> and the posts. posts. Yeah. So he's got a little bit of metal. He can build a little bit. Okay. So he can maybe make, like... Four or five things. So Fortnite skin, his plan would have to be to trap Bob the Builder in a box. But with that hammer, I'm sure Bob the Builder could also be Bob the Destroyer of Worlds. <laughs> How tall do you think Bob the Builder? <laughs> I, I think I can actually look that up. I was checking Bob the Builder out earlier. You were checking Bob the Builder out yeah, earlier? He's a good looking man. <laughs> I'm wondering, is it like the Star Wars thing of like, we've never seen Star Wars characters on Earth, so who knows the actual scale of them? So is Bob the Builder actually a giant destroyer of worlds? Who knows? Um, going to <laughs> Building Co. <laughs> um, I don't know. I don't. I don't know the metric system. Freaking British people. How okay. Much, what is it in the metric? He is system? a 215 millimeter. <laughs> Man, how tall is it? How I thought, many I thought in, like, inches is in a millimeter? How much did you say it was? 200 and what? 215. So he's 25 inches tall? Did you just say 25 <laughs> inches tall? <laughs> that seems about right. Yeah. <laughs> so he's what two foot tall? <laughs> Just a little bit older. Two okay. foot and one inch. So I, I really thought this was gonna be more of a fight. I was expecting him to be really tall and just crush it. No. <laughs> he's all, two foot tall. All man. Fortnite skin has to do is pick, like set him on the other end of the pickaxe and use it to like launch him across the field. And then the fall damage would kill him. <laughs> yeah. I I thought this would be a better fight, but Fortnite default skin. I mean he so dropped. Bob the Builder would walk up as short little Danny DeVito with his little <laughs> hammer, start poking at the dude's feet with the hammer, and the dude would just hit, kill him with the pickaxe brutally. Yeah. Is Bob the Builder claymation? Yeah. So it's just clay going <laughs> just randomly. <laughs> it would just be a little clay. I really like that one. Yeah. I had expected to be more of a fight. Though. I was hoping it was going to be more of a fight, but. That was sad. Yeah. I was a little sad about it. I'm a little, a little sad. Okay. Oh, also, I forgot to mention, shout out to Tori McGinnis for Ron Swanson versus McGinnis. You know, speaking of McGinnis. Ooh. Terry McGinnis. Ooh. Batman Beyond. 
versus Spider-Man 2099. Well, we just, that was a perfect transition. Holy cow. We're so good at podcasts. Mm-hmm. We're so good at these transitions. <laughs> Let's n- make sure we never call attention to them because we'll never know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. So you clearly know more about 2099. Definitely not. Are you, but, but I know a lot more about Batman Beyond. Yep. So for the listeners who don't know much about these characters, we don't give much backstory for any of these. No. But these ones we will. Batman Beyond is just a quick overview. Is basically Batman in the future, but with kind of the Spider-Man personality, the young jokester kid who his father dies. Yeah, his father dies. And then he ends up at Wayne Manor and meets old grumpy old man Batman in the year. I think it's like the year 2020-something. Yeah. And because this was made in the 90s. And it's old man Batman. He's all grumpy and gave up being Batman. And he finds a future Batman suit mm-hmm. that has boot jets, um, batarangs that can shoot from the wrists, and he can also just throw them regular, um, a cloaking device. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't really, I can't think of anything else. It has some like infrared vision type stuff, night vision stuff like that. Yep. So he'd probably show up in that suit. Wouldn't have the Batmobile. The Batmobile's kind of OP for him compared to the actual Batmobile. A little bit, a little bit. It's a flying car because in the future, it's that edgy 90s future where there's flying cars. And everyone says Shway. Shway. Yeah. Give us some background on 2099. All right. So uh, 2099 is not Peter B. Parker, but he's Miguel O'Hara. He's a brilliant geneticist living in New York or... Nuva York, I believe is. I don't remember. Nuva York. Uh, it's 2099. And basically, I don't know why, but I think he was like a fan of Spider-Man or something, or he had a disease. And he, he had a disease, which was being a fan of Spider-Man. <laughs> I mean, we're not talking about Star Wars fans here. <laughs> oh, Shout out to all you Star Wars fans. <laughs> Huge. Oh. Huge disorder. <laughs> Sorry, uh, that was shade at myself. Um, but he wants to like recreate Spider-Man's abilities, and he incidentally changes half of his DNA to be a spider. So he has 15 legs. I, I really don't remember much, but basically um, he's got traditional Spider-Man powers, but he does have enhanced healing, enhanced uh, night vision, apparently. Mm, as spiders do. But he also, <laughs> uh, he kind of originated the Tobey Maguire organic webbing. Oh, so he got that power. So, yeah. Or it was James Cameron. Who's to say? Uh, honestly, Whichever James one Cameron, the, the first 2099 Spider-Man was 1992. When was James Cameron? So about Cameron's the same there? time. Actually, James Cameron's right, I think, 1992. Right. So convenient. Who knows which came first? The chicken or the spider Or webs. the organic spider webbing. <laughs> who's to say? All right. Okay, so teleported Liverpool. Bam. This seems very much like a Batman versus Spider-Man standard fight by some metrics. Yeah. So wh- I think one of the big factors is what kind of what time of day is it? Ooh. I mean, we've we've been having a lot of noonday fights, but mm-hmm. this is what the fourth fight we're on. Yeah, it might be nighttime. Maybe, it could be sunset. Maybe it's like that one world in Rick and Morty where the days are like an hour. <laughs> and there's just a screaming sun in the yeah. background. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. I hope someone animates this world in this this Liverpool soccer field I, <laughs> in space. No, don't animate it. Just like crappily have a stock meme. Stock images just overlapping each other. Yes. This this is what I did request. I'd love that. So, 
Yeah, so I think nighttime matters mostly because Batman's very stealthy. Because if it's daytime, it's just a dude in a bad suit standing in broad daylight in a soccer field. Is there much use for stealth in a stadium? There is when you have a cloaking device. Mm. What is this cloaking device, is it? It's some device on the suit that just turns you literally invisible. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because Spidey apparently has some form of night vision, but I don't know mm. if it accounts for thermal vision. Well, I'm pretty sure the bat suit has that, so even if he did cloak, it wouldn't work. Okay, well, Batman no. is obviously Batman. Yeah, but he's a kid. He's not as smart as Batman. I think he's the, got all the Batman crap, but he's not as smart. And Spidey in this one, Miguel is stupidly smart. He's apparently. pretty big brain. And I feel like the he doesn't have a gadget, but he's. Too. I wouldn't even acknowledge that. I would just say the organic webbing. That does help. He so, doesn't have any gadgets, but he's got the organic webbing. Well, it'd be like I think it'd be one of those fights like. You ever be playing Mortal Kombat and there's that guy who keeps hitting you and you can't move and like do anything, but they're not doing a lot of damage. They just keep on doing the little punch. Yep. That's what it would be because down chin kick, down chin kick (laughs) because Spider-Man would just keep webbing him, but Terry McGinnis could keep cutting the webs with the batarangs. Yep. So it'd just be them nonstop doing that until Spider-Man just crushes his skull. Good lord. Oh my gosh. (laughs) I'm pretty sure 299's a murderer. I won't be surprised. I mean, he he did find Earth 67. Nice. I don't know what that means. (laughs) Who the heck are you? Oh, right, 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 right. I was like, what are you talking about? Spider-Verse. I'm dumb. It's okay. You know, we'll just edit that out. I think he could take... I think he could take Batman Beyond. I like Batman Beyond, but also he's got enhanced strength. Yeah, okay. Batman Beyond's not big enough brain. But Batman Beyond did once take on Superman. The Superman. Interesting. So I'd still give it to 2099. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> I was expecting more, but okay. No, use Kryptonite. Weak. So. <laughs> All right. All right. Are you ready for the next one? I'm probably not, no. All right. Well, I'm actually willing. You can, you can approve or not. I have a contingencies. But can we have multiple against one? Oh, yeah. I have one kind listed of a, ready. This is kind of a collective. All right. The Worship Collective. <laughs> the Liberty Worship Collective. No, no, no. This is very important. Yeah. The Skyrim Dragonborn character. Okay. Versus all of the Dragon Tail Dragons. Do you remember the TV show Dragon Tail? I remember Tale? the TV show. I don't remember any of the dragons, like, specifically. And that's what I looked up. And the, uh, you had the list. If, <laughs> if you um, listen just for a few seconds, this is Ord. La, 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 la. I'm sorry, what? Ord, the Ord? blue dragon. I remember okay. him a lot. Is he sad because he's a blue dragon? Hey, guys. My name is Ord. I love dragonberries and dragonberry ice cream and dragonberry cake. And Dragonberry Muffins, but I'm scared of the dark. <laughs> Please don't make me go in the dark. Please. I don't. I'm not. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Can I just acknowledge real quick this YouTube video? Just this is captioned my voice impressions. So this is not the original Ord, but um, the top comment is. If Dragon Tales has a reboot, you'd be the perfect voice for Ord. 
Okay, I have a question. <laughs> oh, how many Dragon Tales dragons are there? I believe I remember four, and then there's like the conjoined dragon. Okay, and are they all attacking him at once, or are they gonna do that stupid Gotham City goon fight thing where they all come one at a time at him? Okay, here's an image. the The kids don't exist. Okay, but yeah, it's it's three dragons, and one with two heads. Okay. Ooh. Now, can can they breathe fire? Can they do dragon things? I'm pretty sure. I so they're still dra- show how they are. are they? Well, I see that there are kids there, and they're about the size of the kids, so they aren't big dragons. They're not massive by any means, unless I mean, unless those kids are giants. I'm I'm gonna look that up. <laughs> look uh, up the height of the Ice Age baby and those kids, because that's gonna be important later. Oh no! <laughs> Actually, no, it's not. I just <laughs> <laughs> Child, uh, kids height. <laughs> How tall is a child? Um, how what's what's that face? In, in this live version, Max and Emmy are real kids, and these dragons are blue, pink, purple, and green, who range from six foot to sixteen foot tall. Okay, so they're big. Yeah, but they aren't too big, not for a dragonborn. So there's a dragonborn. Is it like that default skin dragonborn? I'm, I'm thinking, yeah. He's, oh my gosh, what's going on? Hey, that was loud. I apologize. Is that and, and is that letting me know I'm correct about what the dragonborn has? Yes, I assume he's just the normal Nord with the stupid iron hat and the uh, iron armor, little sword, yep. whatever. Maybe a shield. It, uh, he probably knows a lot of his thumbs, though. Yeah, he's got a lot of them shouty wouts. Yep, he's gonna. Has he, well, he's at his prime, so has he already fought Alduin? Mm, probably. Okay, so he's got Dragonrend. Yo, yeah. So. I forgot that name. I, I'm proud of you. Do you know what's going to be really sad about That's the only one I really remember. That and Whirlwind Sprint, because those are the only two I really used. Whirlwind Sprint was helpful. Well, I feel like, because I'm assuming if the Dragonborn exists in a, rea- in like, on this place or whatever... He wouldn't have... Does he still have cooldown between his shouts? Oh, I'm sure. So, because I kind of imagine they show up, right? Oh, yeah. On either end. Dragon Tails has their little team. No children. The children are about to lose some friends. (laughs) (laughs) And the dragonborn on the other end. And immediately they'd go, ah, we have to kill each other. Yeah. Because them's the rules. Them's is the rules. And the Dragon Tails dragons would likely run for their lives. Probably. <laughs> it's probably still nighttime. Uh, yeah, that's from the last fight. Again. Which means what's his name is scared of the dark. <laughs> <laughs> Ord. Ord doesn't have a chance. He's gone. He'll fly away. Uh, is there penalties for leaving the arena? I don't think you're allowed to leave like the area of the arena, but you gotta stay near it. But you can fly. So they're just Unless gonna Unless you're do... some interdimensional like if you're Galactus, you're allowed to leave the arena. So, okay, then basically this is... So they is can a, fly in the sky of it, but they can't eat out. This is a stalemate because the dragons are part of the Skyrim modding community, and they just broke the game and flew away. Well, I feel like what they do is they start running for their lives to try to fly away, and the dragonborn would use dragon. <laughs> just pull them down one at a time. Yeah. Now, that I think maybe one of the dragon tails dragons could escape. Probably the little pink one. It's probably the little pink one because the blue one. He's he's a god. He, he's the he was first a god from the start. Like I don't think he'd start flying. He'd be too afraid of the dark. He'd stay in the light. 
Which yeah. is the easiest place to kill a man. Or a dragon. So the pink one will live. But if it ever comes the back. Of the dragon ball. The dragon tail. All right. Well, that was straightforward. I, I think like that, that was that was a little on the easier side. I think I thought about that one a little bit too hard. Okay. This is one I gave a lot of consideration. Okay. About whether or not we should try to pull this one. Because this is two characters we both love. Mm. The Mandalorian Ooh. versus the Batman. Ooh. Now, I didn't decide which version of Batman. I leave that for you to decide. But I'm thinking... Maybe the Christopher Nolan Batman would fit fit Mandalorian best. I would think so. Because if you pick freaking what's his name, Ben Affleck, he's just gonna. What the frick? Well, he's just it's going. It's a demon. It's a it's a great demon, Julio Nandez. Man, I left my freaking uh, chainsaw at home. I can't rip and tear until it is done. I don't know that Doom reference. Good. So anyway. <laughs> All right, uh, moving forward. So anyway, I'm thinking that because if you get Ben Affleck, Ben Affleck is just going to take the freaking thing and just the rope thing and eat him at a wall and kill him. <laughs> like he did that one guy or you eat a freaking crate at him. Well, yeah, I think we're assuming we have gear. It's like Batman in the middle of a job and the Mandalorian in the middle of a job and then they get Yeah, eaten. let's go with that. So they have their they have their most standard gear. Okay. Jetpack for ID Mando? ID jetpack Mando. Okay. Because otherwise... I don't think ba- I don't think Nolan's Batman stands a chance against jetpack, but without the jetpack, fine. Any other Batman probably be fine with the jetpack. I would say Mando can't can't use his rifle in that close of range. No, but he still has his pistols. Yeah, I feel like as much as I love Batman, I think Batman he, would lose that one. You think he could? Yeah, with uh, it's a hundred yard field. No. Yeah, no, maybe maybe Nolan's Batman is too weak for this. Because Nolan's Batman is known for getting beat up. Yeah, even Batfleck might have issue just because Batfleck 100 yards. Issue. But I think, well, they're showing up on opposite ends, but I think maybe Batfleck would have a better chance because his armor is somewhat bulletproof. I mean, he took a Desert Eagle laser first. Yeah, see, he could completely vaporize Jawas. Do you think Batman could throw a batarang from that range and disarm him? Even for a bat, I don't think 100 yards is... is so there's there's one thing we haven't taken into consideration, which is why I chose Nolan's Batman that's known for getting beaten up. Okay. Is Mando in his entire series is known for his gear messing up. That's true. So I'm counting on one of his things just not working for some reason. Let's say his gun for some reason. Like, he was in the... A freaking Wampa just ate Mando's pistol. Why, in the Wampa? Middle. Why not Jar Jar Binks? Because we're going to talk about him in the next oh, fight. No. That's not good because we both wrote down Jar Jar. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Jar Jar versus himself. Oh, my. Okay. Because I'm thinking if they don't have guns, let's assume that somehow Batman got away from the guns. Well, clearly, or he yeeted them out. Who's to say? It would be a battle. One thing that I always hated in most shows, and The Mandalorian made me sad because of this, is don't punch a man who's wearing a helmet or a mask. Like, don't punch to the face. Well, that'd be hilarious. Watch Batman run up. <laughs> <punches> <laughs> this isn't Daredevil. It's the same guy. So, 
So, like, he'll have to demask him. If he can knock his mm. helmet off, Mando's done. Yeah. If he can drop the gun and get the helmet off, Batman's got it in the bag. But having both of those, that's going to be quite a challenge. I kind of imagine them both going for the cape. Mm. Explain. Like stepping on each other's capes just to ruin <laughs> just their tripping day. on each other. Yeah. No. Like I imagine it becoming one of those fights that progressively, like they're slowly losing their gear and it just becomes them wrestling in the mud. Oh, yeah. Like, that's all it's going to be. I think, actually, no, that's exactly it. I think Batman, because he's Batman, won't kill him. I think he's going to beat him until he his turns submission. back, and that's when Mando would murder him. I think, no, I'm honestly thinking he's going to beat him down. Okay, yeah, yours probably makes more sense. I was just thinking little baby Yoda is going to be standing there with his broth <laughs> and just sip slowly, and Batman's just going to be like, oh, you have a child. <laughs> he looks nothing like you, but it's fine. <laughs> And then he would realize, oh, this is a father. Uh, I had a father once. I'll kill him at two. <laughs> but also, this Batman is a killer. Like every on-screen Batman. Because he killed Ra's al Ghul. Oh, yeah. So do you think he could hang him off the top of a soccer goal? <laughs> Just freaking noose the Mandalore. <laughs> and be like, I'm not, I don't have to sit. I'm not going to kill you, but I don't have to save you either. And just like kicks the chair out <laughs> from under <laughs> <laughs> he'd use Amanda's rope too I think he's that petty that he'd do it that way <laughs> maybe he's hung by the cape I don't know I think Batman I think he's got it in the bag if he can take away if the if he pistol. can take away the guns he's got it if not Batman there's a dead bat on the streets <laughs> <laughs> alright okay what's up next this is a shout out to my brother ah uh, this Justin clever <laughs> I know his name Jar Jar Binks yes versus Neville Longbottom Neville Longbottom if you know anything about Harry Potter I Neville, do not. Neville Longbottom is just this this is the Jar Jar Binks of Harry Potter okay he is a wizard but is he a good one for what is Harry Potter like seven books I don't know for six and a half of the books, he is completely worthless. And he has wait, is he the kid? I don't know a lot about Harry Potter. I've just I've listened to many podcasts discussing nerd topics about Harry Potter with no knowledge of Harry Potter. Naturally. But is Neville the kid who at the end becomes the chosen one for no explanation? Cause I know there's some kid, from my understanding, again, I never read it. Someone can fact check me. I don't care. But from my understanding, the entire thing, they're like Harry's the chosen one, and Harry is so important. And then at the end, some kid who was worthless the entire plot becomes the chosen one or something. And then they go, and like, oh, he was the chosen one. He's like, Harry, you were such a good friend. Thanks, Harry. You're, you're such a good friend to me. I don't. Whatever my name is. I, I don't know if that's the same kid or not. do not remember. I don't think so. Look, I didn't read Harry Potter or watch it, so this I is the kid. I could be wrong. This is the kid that, like, in the book, he's supposed to be like kind of overweight, kind of unathletic kid. All right. And the actor just has this massive glow up, and he's like incredibly attractive now. So like, so he's the, not Chris Fat anymore. No, like it literally, they had to like make him look as unathletic as possible because he just looked good. Allow me to show you first movie to last movie. Whoa, that, that's pretty impressive. That is a slap of man. So. He's clearly a wizard. 
Does he does he have any neat spells? Is he is he talented at all? No, literally, I never saw him cast a correct spell in my entire time watching the movies. So potentially, it wouldn't even be a fight between Jar Jar or him. It'd be a how long until they kill themselves? It, literally, I'm picturing Jar Jar has those little grenade things, and he uh, Neville has his wand, and just both straight kill each other on accident. <laughs> No, not each other themselves. I don't think they'd even get to each other. Well, like, I think Jar Jar would trip while running across the field and blow Jar Jar would throw his little grenade thing and trip and just electrocute himself and stop his heart. And Neville would try to abracadaver himself. And Do the bombs stop their hearts? I assume they're... I thought, le- I it's an electrical them, surge. I don't know. I don't know anything about that. I don't either. They were in the Phantom Menace. Who pays attention to the Phantom Menace? I kind of imagined them both somehow getting stuck in the nets of the of the soccer. <laughs> <laughs> in in, in this time, in this particular instance, when they're teleported onto the Liverpool field, the the goalposts are like ten yards forward to where they don't see them, and they just sprint <laughs> after each other, trying to kill each other, and they both just get stuck in the nets. <laughs> I imagine Jar Jar getting stuck first and Neville being like, yes, I, I planned that one. And then him getting stuck in the net. Absolutely. Who do you think would kill themselves first, though? Which one defeats yeah, themselves? Yeah, see, that's the that's way the it would be. Is, <laughs> it's a death fight. So, like, the second someone dies, the other guy gets teleported home, right? Is Neville more of an aggressive one? Like, would he go, I got to attack Because whoever wants to attack first is the guy who's going to get taken down first. Yeah. Neville? Neville was a little slow. He was a little scaredy guy. Because I don't think Jar Jar would try to attack him first. He'd first try to give him a little speech about Misa or whatever. But are we talking about a previous question that we've asked every time? This is prime Jar Jar. Okay, so this is Jar Jar who is elected Chancellor Palpatine. He, he is a political activist. He is has the influence of the power. the galaxy. Yeah. So... And like, he wouldn't even have the bombs. He'd just be standing there. He'd just be in his robe. In his robes, <laughs> giving a speech. <laughs> Maybe he could persuade Neville to not kill him. Maybe he could persuade Neville. I feel like Jar Jar would be like, look, saying it in the Jar Jar voice with all the Misas and whatnot and incorrectly, but he'd go, look, it's clear we have to kill each other. And I'm not, Misa not a fighter. So Misa lover, Misa lover. Oh, I'm uncomfortable. And then we just created a fan fiction on accident. Oh dear. Edit that. Please. This is the first time I ever want one of our fans not to make something we know. <laughs> please edit this. I don't want this ever to exist. It, it exists. I'm sorry. If it exists, hmm. Anyway, no. He'd be like, look, Misa not a fighter, and you can kill me, and he'd be the honorable one. I think Jar Jar would be the honorable mm. one about it. I can see and it. because Neville would shed a tear because he yeah. he's an emotional guy. Like he's he cares. And then Neville would cast a spell to kill Jar Jar and end up killing himself. And that's how Jar Jar. <laughs> and would, that's how it. I wins. like that. That case I think, closed. I think that's a plot. <laughs> well done. Okay, now our next one comes from Sebastian Molina. Mm. Cornrows versus mullets in a death battle. <laughs> Okay, so are these connected to people? Are these, like, beheaded people? See, that's what I was wondering. Or is it just hair flopping around? What I'm thinking is maybe 
it's like you know the you know the worlds the world in uh, Rick and Morty with the gerbils living in the humans. Yeah, it's like that <laughs> except. <laughs> All Except humans are controlled by their hair. Their right? hair, exactly. Okay. So if you kill the person, you kill the hair. So it's a matter of how is the hair going to straight... Maybe there's like one person on either side. We don't need armies of mullets and cornrows. No, no. So they show up. It's a matter of which hair is going to take out the other person's person first. Or the other hair's person first. Well, I think just to avoid any... Uh, negative responses mm. because of my uh, upbringing and my personal experience. I will choose the mullet and you can choose the cornrows. That seems fair, even though I think the cornrows are going to lose. <laughs> because like the mullet man clearly would be some sort of redneck guy. He's got a pickup truck. Like he, he somehow the pickup truck came with. Yeah. Him. I was about to say he would somehow, because he's so emotionally attached to his red pickup truck that he gets teleported. His wife his gets truck. left behind, but he has a red pickup. <laughs> Wait, does a red pickup have stuff in the back? Probably. It's got a bunch of tools. Does it have a gun? I mean, does he have a shotgun? He's that kind of redneck. Mullet man could be a hunter. He could or be maybe in his mullet camo. man is a bit of a hipster. Mm. Because oh, in this day and age, Frick, uh, Mullet Man could be a freaking little dipspin. Because <laughs> I'm thinking Mr. Cornrows is either some punk rocker who tried to pull off cornrows or is Jaden Smith the karate kid. Dude, Jaden Smith? I like it. He could freaking wreck anyone. Do you think? No. So we're assuming this redneck isn't just going to shoot some child off on the spot. That's not going to happen. Yes. So if the karate kid, assuming he won't just kill a child in cold blood for like just on the spot with the gun, I think Jaden Smith has it. I think so also. Now, would the redneck get in his truck if we saw little Jane Smith with his cornrows and his black belt running at him? Naruto running at I him. remember watching a TV show. I don't it was pretty short lived, but did you ever see this show called Man versus Car? Yes. The car won every time. Well do you think that the karate kid could gain the rednecks trust by waxing on and waxing off the Ooh, car? Oh shoot. Or the truck. Because rednecks love their trucks. Yeah. Shoot. Karate kid just got this. But the real question is, based on the memory of Jaden Smith's Karate Kid, did he have to do the wax on, wax off in that film? No, he took off his jacket. So he doesn't even know so how to wax on. So he doesn't know wax on, so he doesn't have that chance. And then it's back to man versus So car. maybe he'd be like, you know what? Jacket on, jacket off. And he'd keep doing that, scratching up the truck with his jacket. <laughs> Guaranteeing his death. <laughs> Guaranteeing Yosemite Sam, the redneck. Murder him. And this uh, is a grown man. <laughs> he wouldn't care. He got this little kid scratched up his truck. <laughs> Jaden Smith, I was rooting for you, but... Don't look, honey. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I All right. Got, that, that was a good one. I got, I think, one more. You got one more? I've got a whole, like, half more. Yeah. What do you mean half more? Like... I'm only halfway through this list. Oh, good Lord, my friend. But we're not going to go through all this list. No all right. Way. We got... Okay. This one... Hit me with another. This one could be short. Yep. Uh, Toucan Sam. All right. The mascot the, for Fruit Loops. Yes. 
or Captain Crunch. This is by Christian Gang. Are they going to become friends? Because one is a toucan and one is a pirate. I mean, I feel like they were destined for friendship. But pirates have parrots. Mm-hmm. Not a Do toucan. Do you think Captain Crunch is foolish enough to believe that a toucan is a parrot? I don't even know if Captain Crunch is a pirate. He's <laughs> just a captain. Hmm. So maybe he's an honorable guy. So he's like, yeah, toucan's fine. You know, could be. Can they summon their respective cereal I to help see, them? See, that that was the original question because, like, Toucan Sam versus a bowl of Captain Crunch would be terrifying for Toucan. Think about it. Like, there's no milk on this on this freaking <laughs> soccer field. Have you ever tried to eat Captain Crunch without milk? <laughs> it's like eating sandpaper. <laughs> see, I kind of imagined what I said. Can they summon their own cereal? I imagined them, like, milk bending and there being just cereal like <laughs> oceans of cereal and milk captain C- crunch creates a pirate ship out of his cereal toucan sam is makes a like little makes a palm tree in an island i was just picturing he's now flying in a giant version of, of himself as fruit loops <laughs> so they have mechs is essentially what you're <laughs> their saying their megazords are their respective cereals do you think that here's the thing that will decide it does Captain Crunch's Megazord, which would likely be a pirate ship, naturally, can the cannons fire? It would fire Captain Crunch. But can it? Because if it can, that gives him an advantage. But also, can Toucan Sam's flying airship of himself breathe milk? Mm. Well, Toucans can't breathe milk. <laughs> so but maybe this one can. Okay, so this if, if Toucan can then I think Toucan Sam has won. I don't think... I, but I, if he can't... I would give Captain, Captain Crunch, Crunch the cannons because, like, anti-air yeah. all day. I think Captain Crunch got it because he's a captain. He worked for that. Yeah, and he knows how to shoot birds out of the sky. He probably got hungry one time. And, and that's like, one giant bird if he's in the mech. All right, and then... Man, that's probably my... I would. I want to see that fight just so I can eat the corpses because that would be amazing. <laughs> wow. I haven't had Captain not, Crunch. Not the cereal, the corpses. <laughs> Good Lord. I'm so hungry. This quarantine got me on a really weird diet, guys. Yeah, that tube of cookie dough. I kind of want to bust that out. Can we wrap this up just so I can go eat my tube of cookie uh, dough? No, bro. We aren't even there because we got... Let's go with five more. Are you ready? Holy crap. Okay. We got to hyperfire these. We got to hyperfire these. Well, actually, some of them we can hyperfire if we did more than five. But here we go. You ready? These are our highest rated ones. And in the last one, I have a grand finale. Okay. Doctor Strange versus a very, a really bad acid trip. This comes from guest of the show, Gabe Colvin. The acid trip. Acid trip wins it because that's Doctor Strange too. It's called the what is it called the multiverse. The acid of trip of the multiverse. <laughs> the multiverse of nightmares. That sounds like a, a bad trip. Iron Man versus Jack Daniels. Like the the alcohol. Yeah. <laughs> Jack Daniels. <laughs> <laughs> no conflict. No. Is it the alcohol or is it the man who created Jack Daniels? Jack Daniels himself. Tony Stark is a genius billionaire playboy philanthropist. I can't speak words. <laughs> but he could never overcome his alcoholism. Fair enough. So Jack would just be like, hey, man, 
We're at a we're at a football stadium. Okay. Now these are the ones we're gonna have to think out a little bit. Okay. Martha Wayne versus Martha Kent. <laughs> okay. Batman's mother, Superman's Earth mother. Both are normal, ca- like traditional canon. Traditional canon. Um, I'm assuming Martha Wayne's got her pearls, <laughs> as usual. <laughs> Wasn't Martha like a doctor or something? No, that's Thomas. Thomas Wayne's the doctor. So Martha was just like a... She just married into a very rich family. Hey, you. So I... Now, some versions, Martha Wayne was also an Arkham, and she was kind of a... She kind of grew up in... Grew up, yeah. Grew up in the in the rougher parts of Gotham. Okay. But in some versions, she's just that rich white chick. I'm thinking she's just which rich, rich white... Which which white trick. Which right trick. Now, Martha Kent, she grew up in the country. Yeah, she's a she's farm a girl. girl. I think she's... she's I don't even think there's that much to think about. Do you think she's got her truck? <laughs> oh, gosh, not again. <laughs> Do you think Martha Way is going to scratch the truck with her pearls? <laughs> Okay, now here we go. Do you think they befriend each other and talk about their sons? Here we go. No, no, no. Martha Kent would be ready, like, hyping up the truck, getting ready to run her over. <laughs> and then Martha Wayne would offer the pearls as a bribe and then probably kill her. With the pearls? Probably strangle her with a thing of pearls, thus causing them to burst. I could imagine it literally being like, here, let me help you clip these pearls around your neck. Strangles. <laughs> Got them. Okay, all right. Incidentally, I, I completely, that's been me this entire podcast. It's like, this side, no questions. Immediately change sides. Side. Yeah, yeah. Okay, Scott Pilgrim versus the regular world. Scott Pilgrim would just kill everyone. Or is everyone in the actual world fighting him at the same time? Are you saying our entire population, population is now on Liverpool Stadium? Yeah. There's plenty of people in the stadium, in the crowd, cheering on the army that is about to obliterate okay, Scott Pilgrim. Okay, how many, what is it, 8 billion people or something like that? Yeah, we, it's a big stadium. <laughs> you know, you, we established the grounds at 100 yards. They shrink us. Or are there 8 billion people stacked on top of each other? Cause <laughs> so he dies with suffocation. Like, at <laughs> or is he at the top? No, 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 no. So we're on separate sides. So that means let's bust out some math. We got s- roughly 60 yards to stack 8 billion people on top of Wait, so why do I imagine those? C- do you remember the ads or at least the movie of World War Z? Oh, yeah. And like the piles of bodies going. The, that's that's what I see except they're all flooding down <laughs> like, an, like a freaking tidal wave to murder I, Scott Pilgrim. I think th- it's not a matter of fighting. It's. Can Scott Pilgrim survive an 8 billion person tidal wave? Because, well, here's my big question. Because if if we could make it like, a, let's say like 100 people show up at a time for him to fight, and he just has to keep fighting them. Like if we made it that scenario, do you think he'd be confused after he kills the first guy and they don't turn into coins? I mean, Scott Pilgrim can rack up kills. Yeah, but do you Easy. think he'd be concerned when the guy turns to a bloody pulp as he beats him? I think, yeah, I think some of that, that would probably phase him and then thus give the next hundred people a chance to take him down. Yeah. I think, unfortunately, as much as I believed in Scott. Not today. It's not going to work out. Okay. Now, this is one coming from James Fames Figueroa. Mm. The right side of history versus the, quote, good guys. I don't know who the good guys are. Classic wa- James fashion. I'm assuming 
are we say are we saying like true history versus what the history books tell us? I assume. Is he making a play on the quote uh history is written by the victor? I think so. Because that is very James Figueroa. So we're gonna assume that the rights that the good guys or the right side of well, let's assume that the good guys are the whoever lost and whoever won is anyone named Victor. Because history is written by the victor. Yeah. You got vectored. So I think Vector. That's what you went with. I was gonna go with Victor Stone, the cyborg. No, I'm picturing DC comics. No, I'm picturing Vector from Despicable Me. <laughs> so they got two. <laughs> I don't know any Vic- other Victor. Victor Vector. Hey. Victor Vector versus the good guys. The hey. good guys makes me think of the nice guys, which makes me think of Russell Crowe and <laughs> Ryan Gosling from that movie. <laughs> Have you seen the nice guys? That's a good po- that's a really funny movie. I want to see it. It's like a comedy, right? Yeah, it's pretty funny. Yeah. yeah. So I think I think the right the right side of history might win it. Yeah. And so did the textbooks. <laughs> I was about to say, like, if we want to look at this in a sad, truthful state, it's pretty big sad. Victor, Victor wins. Big, big sad. Okay. Are you prepared? Is this our last one? No. Oh my gosh. I'm trying to get through one of from every person who submitted one. Yeah, I'm just going to throw in some honorable mentions at the end. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to do. And, okay. Let's see. Did I get... I got one from everyone but this person. Okay. Katie Debnam gave us Frasier versus Niles Crane. Ooh. In a death battle. <laughs> that, I, I would have loved to... Spent more time on this, but... Do you think they'd be sitting around sipping tea for a while? Whatever they do? I think something... I think they'd probably get along for a little bit and just be like, it's not unlike any other day. Yeah, because they got to fight, like, verbally. Yeah. They would get into a debate, and then Niles would say something about uh, his ex-wife. What was her name? Maris. Yes. Say something against... Maris and then Frazier would respond with I am wounded and then he'd die because he's wounded and then he'd just die okay now are you ready for I got I got oh you got one yeah go ahead Uh, honorable mention Alex Fauska uh, Yoda versus Gandhi neither of them have any powers just wisdom it's just old man wisdom and they're walking canes well, if it's them in their prime, are they young, or are they just still old? Do we have to? I mean, their old? prime is their old. I age. guess it is wisdom is their prime. Yeah. You think just Yo- was Yoda as his wisest before the fall of the Jedi Empire or after? I think his prime was probably the Clone Wars, but that was his prime hubris and when he was the biggest schmuck around. Yeah, but do you think he's either the biggest schmuck then or he's the biggest schmuck after when he realizes it? Like, is it? Do you think? Mm, he's I better off when saying. he doesn't know that he's an idiot. Technically, he was better after the fall. Hence that why he's now kind of like the wild Yoda of just so like So he's wild Dagobah Yoda that's like like, "Oh, you brought me snacks. <laughs> Let me rummage through your crap and make he, you lift a rock." He would just talk about the seagulls and tell them to stop it now. Do you think he would tell Gandhi to lift a rock? And you think Gandhi would lift the rock? I bet Gandhi would, because both of those guys are pretty polite, but Gandhi's more polite. 
Do you think Gandhi's polite enough to lift a rock that's too heavy for him and he'll die? <laughs> he just throws out his back and yeah. just freaking die. And then Yoda's like... <laughs> trying to think of a good Yoda quote. <laughs> I can literally only think of... Seagulls, stop it now. Well, I imagine him going, Hey, Gandhi, lift the rock. <laughs> and he goes... No, the rock is too big. He's like, size matters not. Do or do not, there is no try. And then Gandhi, Gandhi throws like, out his back. And, and the guy's like, like, you know what? You're right. Okay. Wow. Yeah, Yoda. Big sad for Yoda. I mean, Gandhi. Go oh boy. I'm bad at this. Oh, geez. Okay. Batman versus a therapy session. Batman. He would just freaking kneecap him. Do you think he just punched the man? He wouldn't, he wouldn't punch him. He'd freaking shoot him in the knee. He just pulls out guns now. It would be therapy like, makes him break that rule. They're like, yeah, it would. They would be like, take us back to Joe Chill, and he'd just be like, revolver, manifest a revolver and shoot him in the knee. Speaking team. of chill, this is a quick one. Joe Chill, the killer of Batman's parents, versus a regular bat. <laughs> I like how somehow you knew Joe Chill was going to be okay. I didn't. I just had it ready though. Okay, this. I'm rooting for Joe Chill. Just because if he kills that bat, maybe COVID wouldn't have happened. Wow, that's dark. Yeah. D- a dark night. Yeah. Speaking of dark night. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, we're, we're, we're about done. Last honorable mention. Last honorable mention? Uh, did you ever play Splinter Cell? Growing no. Up? We got by Christian Jepsen. Ah. Uh-huh. Our favorite guest of the show. The shwaziest guy of all. Mm-hmm. Sam Fisher from Splinter Cell versus Joseph Stalin, the communist dick. Tater. <laughs> Tater. <laughs> I think Stalin would win. Why? Because I think, well, I don't know much about Splinter Cell, to be fair. But Stalin's got, he's got the people behind him. So I think. Is this like prime Soviet Union time? Yeah. So I think if you killed Stalin, if Stalin doesn't come back to the Soviet Union after this Liverpool fight, I think... Nuclear apocalypse is pretty uh, much Yeah. Like Splinter Cell Boy, one is getting fired. I'm assuming he's a government agent of some sort. Yeah, but he's like the most clandestine. Like he doesn't exist. Like they, the government destroyed his birth certificate. Yeah. So either the government is going to yeet him out and he's have to be a nomad or he's going to die... From nuclear <laughs> holocaust. So you think Fisher would win, air quotes, but in the end, yeah, he'd, he'd lose. lose. We'd like, lose. Because Stalin isn't a fighter. He likes his cigar. I think Stalin would get out a cigar and try to stall in <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Splinter Cell. <laughs> Mr. Splinter Cell. <laughs> I don't know his name. <laughs> and then, yeah, Splinter Cell would beat the crap out of Yep. He's, he'd sneak the entire way up to him, but he'd totally see him the entire time. <laughs> yeah, easiest way of explaining it, if you have never played Splinter Cell, Sam Fisher is Sneak 100. Yeah, I feel that. Okay, so my favorites that I want to get out. The ba- last one, there's two we're going to have to really discuss, and one I've already got the answer from the person who recommended it. And it's a lengthy answer, but it's a good one. Let's have that as the conclusion. That's the conclusion. That that one will be the high point. What We're if not we, going to get through all these. There's no way. What if we mention these for future episodes? Because I got one more that I want for a future episode. We will give a little teaser for a future episode. Yeah. My two favorites, the top ones. Stacy's mom 
versus in a death battle, Jesse's girl. So Stacy's mom has got it going on. She's all I want, and I've waited for so, so long. long. But Jesse's girl, she's loving him with that body, and she's watching him with that those <laughs> eyes, and she's holding him close late and late at night. Guys, can we just stop and acknowledge that it is eleven twenty-five p.m. And this is what we're doing with our lives. We're talking about Stacy's mom and Jesse's girl. This is like, I'm not even being sarcastic. This is the most important question I've been asked today. Do you think, how old was what's his name when he wrote Stacy, not Stacy's mom, uh, Jesse's girl? How old was, so is it the two writers or is it these two characters? Well, I'm I'm wondering how old approximately is Jesse and his girl? Hmm. Because we know Stacy's mom is at least nearing middle age. Yeah, sure. I'm going to say late 40s. Sh- yeah. But according, I've seen the music video. We know she's still fit enough to fight at somebody. Yeah. She could kill a man or a woman. And she lost her husband, as we know. She could have murdered him. We, she could have murdered him. Or maybe she's just really angry about it. And she might take it out on Jesse's girl. Mm-hmm. Given the chance. I don't think Jesse has a chance. Or Jesse's girl. Do you think Jesse's girl brought Jesse along with her for this by accident? Because she's holding him close late, late at night. And since this battle's happening at night, Ooh. they both ended up there. Maybe. Now, Jesse is a friend. <laughs> yeah, we know he's been a good friend of mine. <laughs> so I'm going to miss Jesse when he's gone. <laughs> Maybe it's a two versus one. But maybe Stacy's mom has got this fight. I think so. That was less debate than I expected. Yeah. Jesse's Girl is a better song, though. Don't at me. Ooh, I'm adding you. Okay, add me on Instagram. <laughs> Perks of being Waffle Iron. Yeah. Okay. Now, this one comes from Leah, not a guest of the show. Leah Huzzy. This one, she's a what? She's a hussy. Okay. I'm leaving that in. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I forgot about that one. That's a good one, too. We'll save it for later. Yeah. Hers is me versus you. Now, this is oddly not specific to whether or not it's me versus Leah, me versus you, Joshua. Who is me versus you? Or is, she, is the me referring to herself? And who is the you? So we first must establish who is the you and the me. I'm Googling these two words and you seeing and me? the first two people. We're going to come up with the Netflix movie, you. Nope. You got to spell it correctly because I'm pretty sure you. Oh, see? Well, I just typed in me and my Liberty email showed up. Well, I typed in you and why you I came up. And this is a Japanese uh, singer-songwriter. Mm, that's perfect because right under me, because we can't use myself, that's too easy. Exactly. Right under me is a song made a year ago, April, actually April 26th, the date it is today as we're recording, a year ago, a song by Taylor Swift titled Me. So I guess me is Taylor Swift. All right. And you is you. Can I see a picture of you? Yes. Um, she was born in Fakoda, Japan. <laughs> so it's a woman. That helps. Yeah. 
Um, this is her Wikipedia photo. She is surprisingly not very anime. And She's I'm not very anime and not very fit, but I think... How tall is she? I'm, I'm looking. Find out how tall she is. I'm going to find out how tall She's she is. She's 33 years old. That's not a height. <laughs> she can play vocals as <laughs> an instrument. Um, they've, they've unlocked that type of bending. Vocal yeah. bending. Um, she was born in Fukuda, Japan. That's all I know. Hold on. You can't find her, her height? Taylor Swift is 5'10". Uh, matters oh gosh, you is 5-1. <laughs> I think you might win against me. You mean I... Me, I... Against Taylor Swift. You win Yes, me. You win against me. Wait. Because me is Taylor Swift and you is that Japanese songwriter. <laughs> yeah, but you are me. And no, me no. is you? No, no. You is who you have on your laptop right now, which is a Japanese woman. Right. So and that's me, me is Taylor Swift, who I have on my laptop. No, no, no. I'm me and you are you. No, no. The real winner here is confusion. <laughs> <laughs> because it's just going to be Taylor Swift and you <laughs> pointing at each other like the Spider-Man into the, into the Spider-Verse. of you to point. <laughs> I think... The Japanese artist would beat Taylor Swift just because Taylor Swift might complain the entire time. I don't know much about you, but, but I think you might be. I definitely know me. Yeah, Taylor Swift lost it. I mean, you beat me. Yeah, you beat me. You will always win. <laughs> Some honorable mentions for the future. You can cut this if you want. No, no, we have the very last one. Oh shoot! Okay, okay. The very last one comes to us. Straight from Katie Debnam, previous guest of the show. And she recommended this, and I thought it was a golden choice okay. for a finale. The Golden Girls versus each other. Okay. Now, I don't know a lot about the Golden Girls. I sure as heck don't either. I know of them. I know Betty White, yeah. an icon, as Katie would say. That's all I know. So since I didn't know much, I asked Katie to resolve this one for us. So if you have a problem with this, don't add us, but I agree with her logic. Are you ready? Lay it on me. This is what she sent me this afternoon for this idea. She says there's only one possibility now that she thinks about it. Quote, starts off with Blanche. She is the first one dead. She is the first one who dies because she finds out that she is unable to seduce any men during the all-out battle. So that already lowers her self-esteem. Yep. She also loses because she's from the South, and the South always loses. There we go. <laughs> Next, I'm sad to say it, but Rose loses. Although Betty White is an icon and my favorite golden girl, her Scandinavian heritage isn't enough to save her this time. She is easily fooled by a goofy stuffed animal sitting on the couch or getting distracted by telling a story about one of her cousins that got stuck in a corn mill. Rest in peace. That leaves Dorothy and Sophia, mother versus daughter. How could it come to this? I, I honestly don't know. After a heart-to-heart -heart and a few stories about Sophia's childhood in Sicily and Dorothy's stories about, her obnoxi how, about how obnoxious Stan, her ex-husband, is, they have to make a decision. Dorothy decides that it's best that Sophia lives because she doesn't have the heart to kill her mother. Mm. Sophia agrees 
and kills her, her by pulling uncooked pasta out of her purse and stabbing her. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Sophia wins. Unfortunately, since Sophia has no one to watch over her, she is forced to move back into Shady Pines, where she dies of boredom a few weeks later. That's rough, man. And that has been the metahuman, schloopin' doopin', death battle, whatever we called it. Yep. That's the official title. Whatever it is. We've been schloopin' and doopin' this metahuman death fight. Death fight, boy. Okay. I think that wraps up the show. Yeah. We're done here. Guys, this might be the last one. Could be. But but it could not be. Let's not be negative. Like? Like a a de-escalator. Mm-hmm. Guys, if you agree, comment on our Instagram page. At Pitch About It. Tell us who you think would win. Agree with us. Disagree with us. As long as you have a valid argument, I'm willing to debate. And you know what? If you like this, let us know and maybe we'll bring it back. Yeah. Because we had a lot of fun with it. I know we still got ideas. We just told you. Yeah. But we are not allowed to debate it until you decide that we should do more. Thank you so much for listening. Stay safe out there and keep snorting applesauce. That has been something I've been waiting to actually endorse. Thank goodness you said it. Now they know. Anyway, peace out. Let's go snort some applesauce. Peace. (laughs) Thanks for listening. If you want to find us on Twitter and Instagram, we're at PitchAboutIt. As always, good wishes and good night. Yeah, this is this is teaser. This for is the incredible. This is incredible teaser for the next one. Um, Captain Steve Rogers mm-hmm. versus Lucas Lee. Uh, that was one I nearly put down. I didn't, but I almost did. Both played by the famous Chris Evans. I had. Um, the actor Brandon Routh as Superman versus him playing the Atom versus him playing Todd Ingram from Scott Pilgrim versus the World. Nice. And the uh, the only other one was the Doom Slayer mm. versus Rabbit from Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. I had the Doom Slayer versus Master Chief. Oh, yeah. Doom Slayer. Yeah. Actually, you should ask Jeffson on that one. I bet he would be. Yeah, I didn't. I knew more about Master Chief than Doom Slayer and vice versa. Um, Miles Morales versus Static Shock. Ooh. Hmm. I had one last person, but I couldn't find someone to compete with. But hmm. do you know Peppa Pig? Peppa Pig, yes. I have the perfect person to fight Peppa Pig. Who? Peter Porker. Peter Porker versus Peppa Pig. Holy peace. Holy peace. <laughs> Batman, I'm a little peed off right now. I, I feel like... We could probably... We could pull out another one. Yeah. We got a couple of more honorable mentions before I head out. Yeah. Crash Bandicoot versus Ooh. Spyro the Dragon. Oh, shoot. That that was a rumble back in my childhood. Oh, yeah. The Joker's comedy sta- routine versus a tough crowd. <laughs> Get new material. <laughs> um, Scrooge McDuck versus a pile of money. <laughs> Frank Reynolds from... Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Oh, no. Versus George Costanza. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Michael Scarn versus Ooh. Johnny English. Oh. 
butter my biscuits. This is this is ramping up as we go. And grass versus corn. See you next week. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. Goodbye. Yep. Cow. Cow. Yeah. Cow.